Jara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Vijara Supply Chain. Uh, this is Norhadi House and we got now uh, Julian Brun. He is a currently managing partner at Cell Consulting, co-founder of Vietnam Supply Chain and also board member of the French Chamber of Commerce and Industry in Vietnam. And Julian is living in Vietnam and Singapore. So please welcome to the show, Julian. Thanks for coming. Hi, Norhadi. Nice to meet you. Hello, everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today's topic is uh, managing uh, COVID demand and supply disruption. But before that, can you please tell us a bit about yourself, um, your professional background, and how you end up with the current roles? Right, in short, so I'm I'm an engineer, system engineer. I've been working in the beginning of my career in the automotive and aeronautic industry, uh, Mm -hmm. mostly in Europe, and then I kind of uh, escape uh, the corporate world of Europe and I, I started to engage into uh, NGO work in, uh, in Africa uh, and particularly uh, supporting the, the, the delivery of food for refugee camps in, uh, in West Africa uh, during civil war that were uh, happening there. So I spent two years there. It kind of was a, a, a life uh, life uh, Strong experience, and then we had quite some uh, I had quite some some issues figuring out whether um, uh, I could fit with uh, with um, uh, such a harsh environment uh, very long. So I decided to find a, a new place to uh, to develop my my professional uh, career, uh, and I moved to Vietnam. And Vietnam was actually uh, a bit of a luck. Uh, uh, I came to Vietnam for uh, for personal reasons and I ended up uh, living uh, there for uh, 15 years. Uh, I'm based in Vietnam now. I've started started a, a CEO in Vietnam 15 years ago and and it's now a, a company that that works on a, on a global level. We're still based in Vietnam. We got an office in Singapore. We work in Africa, we work in South America, we work in Oceania, we work in all Asia. So from Vietnam came out quite a lot of, uh, of uh, happy things for, for me. And obviously supply chain was not necessarily a very uh, critical topic 15 years ago in here, um, but it became and it is even more uh, uh, seen as a, a very strategic function and and part of the economy today, mm-hmm. including for for countries like uh, like Vietnam and most ASEAN countries in general. Mm-hmm. So that's where I ended up uh, ended up engaging and, and supporting uh, the supply chain community, the, the people that were actually handling or supporting the flow of physical goods. And this is where I find my uh, uh, my passion is is making this world works working. So we can uh, we can all live a, a normal life, and obviously these days we are seeing quite a, a disruption to that model. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
So I wanted to start this discussion by asking you about the COVID-19, where most managers know that they should protect this supply chain from this uh, costly and serious disruption in terms of demand and supply. So can you please tell us what disruption are being seen in the various sectors of industry and what are the difficulties companies are currently facing now, Julian? Well, things progress fast and, and uh, pretty differently as we initially thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two, two, two months ago only was, uh, you know, this corona crisis was a Chinese problem, was a yeah. Wuhan problem particularly. And, uh, and we saw uh, Chinese supply stopped mostly. Uh, we realized globally how much we were dependent on, on China's supply mm-hmm. and, and all, all industry uh, included, uh, pharma, electronics, uh, textile, uh, furniture, every industry had uh, a supply connection to uh, to China. So it, it became quickly a, a global concern. But uh, today, uh, two months later, it, it's it's another story. Uh, it's we, we are experiencing the worst case scenario that was uh, imagined a few, few weeks ago, we are now in a much more severe crisis because we are in a demand crisis yep. uh, as uh, 4 billion people, as you know, are confined over the world. So it's not much of a China-specific uh, problem anymore. It's a global problem. Actually, China mm-hmm. is, is recovering as we speak. Um, but if consumers are uh, not there, there's no demand, then demand is the fuel of any economy. So without the consumers, uh, there's no workers, and without the workers, there's no there's no salary, there's no ways way to consume, and the loop is broken. So all businesses, all industries are, are completely uh, shaken up. Uh, there are a few lucky ones, and, and it doesn't mean that they are uh, they are not um, being uh, challenged. But you know, the pharma industry seems to be a, a pretty. Um, uh, pretty safe uh, these days. We have FMCG and hygiene products, specific categories that are doing very well. Uh, last mile delivery, when when people need to be delivered home, this is obviously something that, that is boosting these days. But beyond those uh, few lucky ones, uh, everything is, uh, is uh, every single company is seeing a a significant drop in demand. Mm-hmm. We've done a survey recently uh, on Vietnam and, and other uh, part of the of the ASEAN uh, region. Uh, it, depending on the category of the, the industry we, we're talking about, the the loss for quarter one only, uh, the average loss of sales of businesses in, in multiple industry is a minimum of 25%. So 25% for the first three months of the year, knowing that the, the first two were okay, it means that the coming quarter will be even more uh, tough. So there are uh, there are people that have seen these coming. There are, there's a lag for certain industry, but the, the textile, the furniture, the electronic industry, uh, automotive industry, the logistics, this is where jobs are. Uh, over the world, not only in Asia, not only in, in the West, everywhere, these industries uh, create jobs. And this is part- these particular industries that are uh, today 
completely uh, affected. So no demand in this industry and a lot of layoffs are actually happening. Layoffs are happening in this industry as we speak. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people. Huh? It's, it's a massive thing. And, and U.S. is a, has recorded the highest uh, unemployment rate for for. Mm-hmm. decades uh, just just a few weeks ago um, and and it it will follow upstream to the real estate sector which is already shaken a construction which also employs uh, millions of people of course airline and shipping line airlines are particularly affected but shipping mm-hmm. line will see uh, uh, trouble and there could be failures of massive massive companies in the in the transport industries because there's not enough business to to run the company and behind the farmers the people the fish the fishermen the, the the people that that feeds us also so there'll be there'll be a massive impact for everyone it is already happening what i'd like to to insist on also is um, the weakest uh, among us are the one who are already suffering as we speak today. Uh, some will, will be uh, having enough cash to keep up for a few months, but the, the one who are, who are the people that live on a daily wage in, in, in the streets of, uh, of Manila, of Lagos, of uh, uh, Buenos Aires, these people depend on what's happening in the street, how they can survive in the streets, and 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 that these people are, are deeply affected today. And it's important to remind us that you know supply chain is a uh, and business is uh, is, is going to shake, of course. But today there are already people, a lot of um, uh, people suffering, and poverty is uh, will hit hard uh, mm-hmm. everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's not a very uh, bright uh, type of landscape. Uh, it's pretty chaotic because this uh, slow demand, this uh, erratic uh, supplies with problems of transport, with problems of, uh, yeah. of capacity and there. Recovery, and, and this is a very uh, optimistic thing, mm-hmm. recovery of the, of the economy in Europe and, and maybe America would not be seen before quarter. Mm-hmm three or four this year. So it's a long time for things to hope to be, uh, to be back uh, to normal. Uh, Asia may be earlier, but Asia depends so much on exports to the West that, uh, yeah, early recovery is, is good, but there's still, uh, there's still a, a lack of demand in, in mm-hmm. the West. And, and this is very important for a lot of countries to trade, continue trading with, with countries like US. So, um, so yeah, uh, that, that could be a shift. We'll talk about it maybe later, but there, there's going to be a global supply chain shift uh, to, to a uh, probably more regional type of thing. We'll see also uh, at the recovery stage, we'll talk about that later, but that Europe and, and, and US and, and China and a lot of uh, more mature economies will shift uh, from a global dependency of uh, of supplies to a more local production yeah. uh, this is this is going to happen so exports will definitely not recover as they were before that's why mm-hmm. that's why i would uh, see uh, the, the the perspective yeah. of today mm-hmm. awesome so you ex- explained to us a lot of challenges yeah we we may have now in terms of supply and also demand and this has become a global issue so uh, what would be a quick win, a quick win of solution to survive this wave, uh, Julian? 
Well, the, the first uh, problem we have is that we, we're talking about a wave. It's a tsunami, probably. The problem is we don't know when this tsunami will finish. Uh, mm-hmm. So surviving quick win in this context is a, is, is a bit of a stretch. But I understand what you're, you're asking. What can we do to keep up, at least, uh, to, to, to survive? Yeah. We, we are in a survival mode now. Well, there's no, there's no magic uh, tricks. There's no mm-hmm. silver bullet. Uh, when you don't have customers, uh, this, this is, this is the end. Uh, very simple. Um, so the, a lot of businesses are uh, running out of cash as we speak and without mm-hmm. uh, customer, you don't have cash. Without cash, you don't run the, the business. So it's a, it's a cash battle uh, today. So the, the first focus uh, for for the one who can is to, is to, uh, to work on this concept of uh, uh, this is not new but applied to to this situation particular event the concept of a cash war room uh, which is a, a bunch of people uh, into finance accounting maybe supply chain sales yeah. a very uh, focused group of of people that are after collecting payments. Uh, negotiating uh, payment term with supplier, uh, checking whether there are ways to keep uh, a minimum of cash to run the business and to avoid the uh, massive layouts. Uh, layout. So this is this is probably the first focus. This war room thing and collect cash, get your cash flow as uh, as uh, healthy as possible with the with the little income you have. Um, that's probably the first focus. And then it's a bit less, uh, it takes a bit more effort and time is, is shifting. It's this transformation to, from a business model to another, from a, a channel to another. A lot of companies today are looking at e-commerce as a way to survive. Uh, you know, these restaurants, these, uh, these uh, retail stores, uh, these, uh, everyone is having something to sell and used to sell on, uh, offline and they are trying to to shift to online sales obviously it doesn't come uh, from day one but this is this is probably as uh, in coming weeks and months e-commerce will be the most uh, important channel to to uh, to sell uh, to sell your goods yeah. uh, so it's the right time to to initiate transformation to find platform that can uh, help you to, to, to to make the, the transfer, uh, to work with logistics service provider, to, to find a, a way to uh, to maybe uh, by yourself uh, do a, do a home deliveries or, or 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 get consumers as they are all locked up. You 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 have no choice that uh, getting uh, getting to them. Uh, so this is this transformation. After all, from a marketing standpoint, uh, it's important uh, to get uh, to, to, to get to simplicity. There's no um, there's no more strategy. There's no more. Uh, we're not looking at the market share anymore at this stage. Uh, so it's about finding within your product portfolio which one are going to make enough margin to sustain the business and which one you should just get rid of so you can focus on on the few that that will hopefully make uh, uh, make yourself uh, mm-hmm. enough money to survive so product rationalization is key uh, from 100 skew from 1000 skew get to to the bare minimum you you can and 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 push simplify reduce your cost maximum simplifying your your supply chain reducing your your cost your stock sorry the less skew you have the less stock you need and the less stock you need, the less cash you need. So 
number of SKU has a big impact on your finance, and this is really the relationship you should look at at uh, mm-hmm. um, Again, there are, there are no there are no magic uh, uh, silver bullet. The, one one advice, and it's it's pretty standard, but I, I'd like to insist on it. And, and I think companies are actually uh, haven't understood this uh, much more than before. The connection between partners in supply chain, the, the vendor with the, the client, the, the customer with the distributor, the distributor with the retailer, all these um, these supply chain. Um, uh, value chain players or actors uh, need more than ever uh, to connect, to call each other, to align on what's going on, to share a forecast or prevision or, or, or prediction that, that what could happen, to, to share what capacity they have and they would have in coming with. It's really important at this stage that on a daily basis almost uh, these connections happen so you know what's going on in your supply chain and you know whether a supplier could fail and, and leaving you without uh, critical components and that will jeopardize your, your survival. So this connection between value chain partners is particularly key today. It's not going to save the world, but it may save a lot of uh, hurdles that uh, and surprises that you could avoid by, by talking. Mm-hmm. Awesome. The, the other thing I would like to discuss is about the strategy. So how supply chain people can cope with the current uh, volatility of demand and also uncertainty around the logistic and, and transportation? Because it's happening as well on, on my own uh, company. Uh, uh, mm. Since uh, this month, yeah, this month, there is a lot of blank sailing from Europe to Asia and also Asia. So it's very difficult to get the, um, the vessel from Europe to mm. Asia. So do you think there are other supply chain risks that may appear in the coming weeks? Well, this, this is a, I, I, it's, it's very difficult to tell you, uh, mm-hmm. honestly. I understand what you're, what you're saying. This is, this is a problem. The, the, this unbalanced flow from, from the West to the, yeah. to the East is, is yeah. killing, uh, is killing everyone. <laughs> you're dying for a container to, 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 uh, to, to keep up with your, with your imports yeah, and supply and, and you can't get it and you're stuck and you may have customers and without, without the supply, you can't sell and it affects, it looks like, so it's, it's a terrible situation. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is um, uh, that the transport industries in, 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 in the entire, uh, in its entirety is, is under big stress. Um, there's no, uh, more alternative or very little alternative with the airlines. And it used to be kind of a, a backup. Uh, you know, it's very expensive to ship uh, by air, but a lot of companies had uh, made the choice to still pay a significantly higher rate to, to keep up with, with, uh, with their supply. Obviously, it's not possible anymore. Airlines are dying and shipping lines, uh, even though they've, they've, made it to till there there could be a, a, a significant failure and it happened in the past with with a uh, with a massive uh, shipping line that that failed a few years ago mm-hmm. uh, in Korea uh, that that shaken uh, the old the, the old shipping industry and logistics industry and because of this uh, situation financially those those companies are are in really uh, deep trouble uh, 
for most of them. And there could be more than just a, a lack of uh, or an imbalanced flow. There could be actually uh, company failing and less capacity for international uh, sea transport uh, very suddenly. So I don't expect any uh, any recovery or, of, or any stabilization in the in the shipping uh, international shipping uh, transport industry. Uh, so I would definitely expect. Uh, more uh, uncertainty there or more delays or more difficulty to actually uh, book your shipments for uh, between possibly on, on, on the longer distances. Yeah. And you have also, uh, uh, so in, in short, what can you do with it? I'm sorry, there's no, uh, there's no solution than, than other than uh, the sea or the air. This for actually for this, this type of industrial transport, if the, the air is stuck and if the sea is starting to fail, well, uh, we'll have to cope with, uh, with, dom- with what you can find domestically, which is not necessarily a problem for some countries, which have you know, food and, and the basic things available fairly uh, closely, uh, where other markets are highly dependent on imports. Uh, and I'm thinking of uh, Nigeria, a country that I've been working recently, this is uh, an economy that relies on uh, uh, gas and, and, and export of, uh, of petrol uh, and, on, uh, and on not much else. Most of the uh, goods that people consume there is imported. Without imports, there's no good. There's maybe a lack of food, and this is going to be uh, very painful. So transport will, will impact uh, more than it, it does today, and I'm quite pessimistic on the fact that, uh, uh, that some companies, large companies could, could fail there and even further disrupt uh, international uh, trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is another impact of the COVID-19, uh, Julian, that you probably know that many companies has, uh, they apply the work from home policy. So um, how actually is is it to run the operation with the large part of supply chain where Tim Lock at home? Well, uh, first, uh, very good question, but the, the, the problem, the real problem of supply chain is uh, you can't run it from home. That's, that's, yeah. that's a reality. There's yeah. no, there's no uh, purely um, yet uh, automatized or robotic supply chain that uh, auto-adjust uh, auto itself, auto-move, mm-hmm. auto-transfer. Auto- no, we're not there. Maybe in 50 years. Today, you need people to, to move stuff, to produce stuff. And um, unfortunately, the you know the, the, the people that actually uh, feed us and keep us uh, uh, safe at home with the basic needs we need we have uh, is is our people that are producing, moving, uh, transporting, handling uh, the goods that we have at home yeah. on, a, on a daily basis. So without without those people uh, on the floor, uh, nothing happens. So people running supply chain from home are mostly the people that coordinate or manage uh, flows, but the real uh, value is is actually on on the real floor. And I think it's an opportunity to recognize, you know, these drivers that take more risk than most, or these uh, these uh, forklift or picker in the, in the warehouse that are much more exposed than most of us that are at home, uh, and still keep the economy at float. So 
this is thanks to those uh, people that we are uh, today still uh, feeding ourselves and, mm-hmm. and keeping up with uh, with daily life. So it's a first thing. Now, how to work from home is something I'm, I'm actually uh, very honestly learning myself as we speak. Uh, this is a, a new way to interact with people. Uh, this is a new, but I will. Uh, I feel that we are into a, a period where we're all learning how to adapt this this uh, remote work. And we'll we we'll find we'll find uh, efficiency in our in our communication. We'll find ways to to use more technology to coordinate ourselves. Maybe a bit less email. Maybe a bit more uh, modern tools to track uh, tasks uh, uh, or issues or complaints and things that we need to to integrate. We talked about digitalization for uh, digitalization for for now a few years. It's, it was it used to be a big. Uh, buzzword uh, now i think the fancy uh things in supply chain would be put on hold for uh, for a while and we'll need more focus in current uh, in coming months to how to coordinate people in task management in uh, in coordination in communication particularly as we are far from each other so we won't see that much those uh, fancy uh um, virtual twin uh, data science applied to supply chain all these uh, crazy and, and very exciting things but uh, we'll get back to quite basic uh, aspects for a while how to work from home and coordinate operations this is obviously the challenge we're all uh, all facing today but it's not easy and, and people are, are yeah. disrupted uh, companies are disrupted mm-hmm. just a final word maybe uh, to, to close uh, the perspective maybe a bit more broader perspective from Asia. Uh, it seems, as, as I said before, that uh, the West is uh, going to close for quite some months. Uh, Asia will recover before. So there'll be within Asia and probably within the West later, uh, a, a, reshape, a reshaping of, uh, of trade relationship. And it could be that Indonesia deals much more with its uh, local partner, in Asia, China focuses probably more on also uh, Asian Asian uh, trade partners, and, and that will bring uh, a more regional focus to supply chain. Uh, and we'll probably talk more about regional supply chain than global supply chain mm-hmm. in, in the future. So it's it's exciting. It's actually quite also quite scary. Uh, we're all in this together, and, and I think solidarity yeah. is everything. So. Very happy to share with you today, and um, I'd be glad to uh, to exchange further as mm-hmm. things will, will change very quick. Uh, maybe what I've said today would not be relevant in a, in a few weeks, but I think we, we we start seeing a trend, and we need to prepare for a long battle yeah. for cash and for uh, running operations mm-hmm. to, to to feed the economy. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect, awesome. Thanks again, Julian. Uh, with continued success. Uh, take care and goodbye. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.picharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.